Welcome back to another episode of Professional Coach the Podcast. This is Jay Harris. Chris Cooper. Y'all, thank y'all so much for rocking with us. It's yes. been a long time coming, but, you know, we finally getting through the stretch of all of this. The end of season four right here. Um, I want to introduce y'all to somebody very special to me. Our next guest is full of energy like no other. He has been featured in national magazines and blogs such as Recovery Campus and the Association for Recovery and Higher Education. He is the founder and CEO of The Message LLC. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Frederick Chagard. What's Yo, going on? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I'm <laughs> laughing because um, it's a blessing to hear things about yourself um, when you didn't even believe in yourself. Um, it's just a blessing. I, first of all, I just want to thank God um, for all the blessings he's given me. And I want to thank you all for having me. And I want to make it clear that the platform that you both have and what you're doing is uh, it's generational, meaning that this will be around forever. And you're literally educating generations behind us and for us that do not know about things. So I thank you for what you're doing. And I find it a blessing and an honor to be a part. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. We appreciate that for real, man. For real. So tell us a little bit, man, just about what you've been up to these last couple of weeks. In the well, of COVID. so um, as you had mentioned, um, I'm the founder and CEO of a motivational speaking company that specializes in substance abuse disorder and mental health. I speak on that um, throughout the country. That being said, I'm also a student, um, so I wear multiple hats. So this semester, a lot of my classes were online, um, but a few of those classes like biology is online and it's challenged every particle of my brain. So it's easily the hardest class I've ever had, which is a blessing because without challenge, there's no progress, right? right. Um, so I've been tied up with that, but I've also been blessed with getting this company more up to speed with what I want, meaning like podcasts, meaning like writing um, that you thankfully uh, put me on to. Um, I've been really diving in on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a gold mine and a fruit that has really changed my life. Um, so, and, and another thing I've been doing is I've been, I'm big about time, right? So right. I believe that it is important not to waste time. Cause one thing I don't want it at 80 years old is regret. Most definitely. And I understand that I can get more cars and get more houses, but I can't get time back. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm using this time to ensure that my future will be where I want it. Because when this ends and it will, yeah, I want to be able to say that I use this time to do something better. So yeah. soon as school ends in this next couple of weeks, I'm diving right into my book. Mm. What's up, man? Okay. That man say he ain't wasting no time. Not one ounce no, of time. Not at all. A minute. Not at all. You know, you mentioned one other thing there too, and that was regret. Um, and basically what I hear you saying in there is leaving it all on leaving it all on the field. Like when Absolutely. your when your time is up, literally, that whatever time that you did have on this earth, you use it to the absolute max and you didn't waste a single moment of it. Um, yes. And it's funny you say that, because Coop and I were having a conversation right before you got on about um, understanding your bandwidth. Hmm. What you can take. And I think for me, I went into this season 
particularly spring 2020 with this mindset that I was going to take on absolutely as much as I possibly could and just going to grind it out. And then I get to the summer and then I can relax and chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, honestly, redlining myself through the first few months. And then we get hit with COVID. Yeah. And I mean, asked to adjust in a lot of ways, take on more than I already had on my plate. Yeah. And all those plates that I had spinning are now starting to kind of fall one by one. Um, not to the point right now where it's been detrimental. But I think it does beg a question of what are we doing with the time that we have? And are we being stewards in that and making sure that we leave a buffer and a space for what might happen? So I think you, you remind me um, when you say that, that one thing I learned early, there's a difference between busyness and productive. Mm, yeah, um, definitely. And I think that, and I had to learn it. And this is why I say my wife is such a blessing to me. True story. So I, I'm blessed to be the keynote speaker at the Missouri Mental Health Impact Summit. Me and Jenny Schaefer, big shout out to her too. She's awesome. And um, I'm on the phone with her because I'm writing my first book. And I tell my wife weeks before this, I said, yeah, I said, you know, I'm going to write my book and I'm going to be done by the summer. I'm going to get my book published by the summer. And she's real good at just hearing my crazy and not really like feeding into it. She's like, okay, Freddie, don't you think that's quite, but okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I get on the phone with Jenny Schaefer. Now this is a New York Times bestselling author. This is a person who's been on Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. Like she's well-traveled, well-versed, has multiple books. And I tell her, I say, she said to me now, she said, all right, here's the deal. And I said, how do you get schools to call you? She said, look, once you write a book, you won't have to call school again. Mm. And I said, okay. I said, I'll have my book done in the summer. And she starts laughing. And she said, first of all, this is going to take you two years minimal, just yeah. with the agents and with everything you got to do. And I was like, whoa. But what it reminded me of is that's why it's important for me to have a network to be able to check what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's also important for me to realize we get 24 hours in a day. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, right. It's important for me to realize I don't have to do it all today. I'd rather have quality rather than just quickness, right? Mm, yeah. So it, it's very important that, because I'm telling you, I do the same thing. I'm, I'm a person in recovery. Trust me, I know about not balancing. I understand that life very well. And I had to realize and school has taught me that right now I can't write my book because I got to focus on school. When school is done and I have that time in the summer, that's when I get into it. Mm-hmm. So I, I thoroughly understand what you're saying because I don't want to be a jack of all trades and master none. That's, yeah. Yeah. Same thing with me. I'm, I'm currently in school trying to get my master's degree. Bless you. Um, yeah. And then plus I had an idea like Jay going into the year. I'm going to finally write my weight loss book. I'm going to finally, you know, I'm going to kind of get this master's degree. Finally, you know, do more at church. And mm-hmm. so going to January, you know, starting everything. And then March hit. And it's like, okay, what do I do now? Right. What do I do now? I find myself being busy lately, but not productive. So, yeah. like, redlining, as Jay said. It's been a crazy time. It has been, man. And I think there's been so much. Um, And I think for the three of us, this is really um, a poignant point Mm -hmm. that has happened for us. 
Um, there was a tweet that I came across um, on Facebook. Um, obviously, somebody screenshotted it and shared it over, right? Um, but it spoke so much to me. And it says this. I say this lovingly. A lot of you are way too powerful for how sloppy you've been about speaking things into existence. Mm -hmm. And you know it. Tighten up. Mm. And I think about the three of us and how literally everything that you and I have touched in the last, we'll just say the last three years, and that's being conservative, right? Mm -hmm. The last three years, everything that we've touched has turned to gold. Mm -hmm. Showing that we have a certain level of favor in our lives. Absolutely. When we set our mind to do something, it happens. We make yeah. it almost immediately. Which means we can do that at any given time, at any point, we see fit because God has given us that grace and that favor to do so. Absolutely. Definitely. But what we, what we can end up messing up at, and I think this is where I currently am, I can't speak for y'all, but I think we get so accustomed to, oh, I got to have this now, that we put the cart before the horse and we don't have all of our preparations in place. And under normal circumstances, oh, we good. We can finesse this. We can finesse that. And make it look pretty. But we don't really have the foundation in place to make it hold up when it really starts to, you know, the road really starts to meet the road. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the that's the challenge we have to really worry about and be mindful of. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no oh, um, go ahead. that sounds like faith to me. Um, and it's funny that this is coming up because this is the conversation I had with my wife on Saturday and with my therapist today. This faith thing. Because it's like, of all the mountains I've been through, and I've been through a lot as a person in recovery, mm -hmm. I should literally not be here. With the amount of alcohol and the things that I put my body through, scientifically, I'm not meant to be here. But my life's not based on science, it's based on God. Mm, yeah. So the fact that I am, and it's funny you say everything you touch turns to gold, there's nothing I haven't put my hands in since I've been sober that ain't worked. When I really sit here and think about it, like there's nothing God has put in front of me that did not come to fruition. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yet and still, my humanness comes in and my flesh comes in to where when I can't see it, I don't believe it. Even though he done shown 37 years of grace. He done shown 37 years. He, you used to eat out of a dumpster, Freddie. To now this? Right. I really yeah. should be walking around like, man, it don't matter if COVID stay for the next 10 years. Because you've been through worse. It, 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially as a person in recovery, overdoses yeah. happen hourly. So, yeah, that's, that's, it's funny that faith comes up because mm -hmm. I know that I need to practice faith as a mustard seed way more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that might actually be a great segue into our questions here. Absolutely. What inspires you, Freddie? Legacy. See, for me, true story. Um, the first year me and my wife got together, 
I told her, I said, in the summer, we need to go to the museums. And, you know, she's such a trooper. If I want to do something, she's so kind and calm. I'm in a healthy relationship now. For a long time, I wasn't. So it's refreshing um, when you can decide things together. And we go to D.C. and we go to visit uh, all the statues. I, I didn't know at the time Martin Luther King had a statue. I didn't know. Um, I had been out of the loop of life for a while. And I'm standing at a statue. And I remember looking, saying, man, he would finally be proud of me. And I remember taking a picture at that statue. And I said to myself, I want a statue. And the reason I said that is because, and, and that turned into legacy. And that turned into my keynote that I do, what is your legacy? Mm-hmm. Because what I'm starting to learn is 50, 100, 200 years from now, the story is going to be written. Now, why walk of life is, is recovery? That's the walk of life I'm in. We get one life. And I want to make sure that when I go, that my kids, 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 and this next generation, who we all say is in trouble, yeah. that I was part of the solution, not a part of the problem. And right. I want to be real honest about this. I love my parents. I love the people that raised me. As I've gotten older, I see the flaws in it. And I want to make sure that the generation coming behind me does not face the same things that I faced. If I got a chance to be able to make sure that next kid that's coming from a single parent home doesn't make the chip, doesn't make the choices I make. If I got the gifts to be able to make sure that the next generation is in a better position, what do I look like not following that? When somebody else behind me, such as Dr. King, such as the Harriet Tubman, such as the Thurgood, when they all have put their lives on the line yeah. to allow us to be in institutions. We're our ancestors' wildest dreams. Think about it. You are a director of a program, of a collegiate recovery program, of a building we weren't even allowed on the, the, the doorstep. Right. And, and it's been so good that you're talking to another person in your culture to bring him, to pay him, to talk to them kids about how to make sure they got their life right. Yeah. This is what they dreamed about. So I want to make sure I'm following that legacy. I want to, legacy to me is the biggest mark you can leave on the world. That's good stuff. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that quote, you know, we're our ancestors' wildest dreams. I think they've heard me say that on this, on this podcast mm-hmm. a couple of times. It's one of I stole favorite. that from somebody too. I ain't take that. I, I got to admit, I stole <laughs> it. I stole that right <laughs> off LinkedIn. Yeah. But, it's so true, man. I mean, you think about where we are, even in the midst right now of COVID, like unbelievable. Yeah, this sucks. We're in a pandemic. Yeah. But our entire culture has been a pandemic. Yep. Yep. You're not gonna tell me that our ancestors were drug across an ocean into a foreign land, lost their language, lost their culture, lost everything they knew survived for this to take us out nah not even close no nah. and, and and i'm so thankful you say that because and i want to be clear about this one of the greatest achievements in my life and i'm being real honest is that we're breaking barriers right like not only in my personal recovery but i'm in a mixed relationship like i'm in an interracial relationship Right. And we're both living proof of what God can do for your life. Mm-hmm. So they took it to where we can be accepted. And now I'm going to take it to where we all are accepted together. Right. Yeah. 
the humanity of it so that the next generation could take it to where it'll be at new heights that I don't even know yet. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, COVID, I refuse to let COVID break me. If alcohol and drugs did not kill me, whatever comes next, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What challenges you, man? Breaking down barriers. I love mm. that. I'll give you a true story. I got a lot of stories. True story. So I was at a, I got blessed to be on a panel at a national conference in Baltimore last year. It was a communications conference. And Dr. Sarah Goldridge-Rock, who's been a blessing and another mentor of mine, she had a panel called Teaching the Students We Have Versus the Students We Want. And I was on the panel and I, you know, I was able to talk about my struggles and where I'm at and how blessed I've been and so forth. There was a networking event after that I got invited to and it was presidents and deans and people would emerge to status. And I, in order for me to get speaking jobs, I have to go to conferences and do workshops or I have to go to conferences where these people are at. Um, Cause that's just where they, they're, where they're at. And I have to prove who I am. And there's like, you know, how you look, how you present yourself, all that, it, it comes into play. So I'm up there networking and I'm learning this. Now, mind you, I don't know the language of higher education. I don't know about retention rates and I don't know about feeder institutions and I, I'm learning all this stuff. So this person says to me, she says, oh, so you're a speaker. I said, yeah. She said, what are you doing speaking when you don't even have your PhD yet? What dues did you pay? And when she said that, I looked at her, I said, did you eat out of a dumpster? She said, no. I said, well, I guess we both didn't pay our dues. I'm here based on my talent and yeah. my story. Mm -hmm. And that hit me that I don't have to go the route that everybody else went. God has put me through another route. He, yeah. he didn't want me to have a PhD before I came in the building. My story's good enough. Yeah. He wanted me to use my talents and use the, the, the pain of eating out that dumpster to tell them other kids how to get through this. Mm -hmm. And I left there like smiling and she didn't hurt me, but it was, it was funny because it was like, I'm breaking barriers. Like these are the thoughts in some of these rooms and these committees when they yeah. pick speakers, you got to have a book, you got to have a master's, you know, you got to have a doctorate. I don't even have my associates yet. That tells me the power of where I'm going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what getting published meant. <laughs> right? Like I didn't even, I, I just knew that I had a story and I can tell it. And before I knew it, I'm in a national conference and now here we go. I got a motivational speaking company. I love to be able to break barriers because here's the reality. They shouldn't have been up anyway. Ooh. Yeah. Come on. Speak that. Come on. You know, it, it, it kills me that we got barriers up for what's important. So we'd rather have these students see theatrics than quality. In quality, yeah. Right? So like you have your master's, you have your PhD. That proves you have a skill set to get through school. But does that mean you have the relatability to get these students to want to change their life? Because I would rather have the person come in that he might have just came off the street, but he can give these students, he can make these students go home and get on their computer and do homework. And as people that work in higher education, you know the hardest thing to get the students to do. It's not that they're intelligent, it's getting them to believe. Yeah. It's getting them to have the confidence. So I just, you know, it's funny that God has put me in a situation where they have to rethink in that room when they're picking speakers. Right. It's funny that you say that, because I've always said, I think I've told you a few times, 
that in student affairs, one of the biggest problems is that they, they weigh the degree more than your ability to relate. Mm-hmm. You can have the degree and not be able to speak to a crowd of people. And you're smart, but you don't know how to connect. So what good are you? Right. Resume glory. Yeah. Right? I, I, I've seen CVs three pages deep, but I wouldn't listen to them. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I tell students this all the time. My job as a collegiate recovery community coordinator, uh, again, I'm not in recovery myself. I identify as a recovery ally. Mm-hmm. My job for a lot of these students is to believe in them until they can learn to believe in themselves. <laughs> and that comes with that comes with a price to pay sometimes. Because you think about all the stuff that you've gone through, Freddie, and just to believe that you even deserve to sit on a college campus, community college or otherwise, like that doesn't happen overnight. It's funny because I can tell you, I, I, I've never been in a, every conference I've been at, I got the lowest, I have the lowest education in the room. And I can make the argument probably was the best speaker in most of them. Right. And that's not a being unhumble. I should think I'm the best speaker. If I don't, what am I in this for? Hey, okay. That's good. I don't, I don't, don't, why would I think I'm anything less? Right. Because if I'm, I don't feel I'm the best, how can I inspire somebody else to be their best? Right. Right. So yeah, it's deep, man, because I, I, I can, I can tell you like, I've had conversations with people that had the vocab, that had the verbiage, and they can do all that. But trust me, that, that drug and alcohol piece, if you can't hit that soul, that other stuff don't even matter. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 He's speaking. Yeah, yeah. He, he's killing it right now. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying to follow in his footsteps left. It's funny because when you when you when you mentioned she asked you what dues you pay, I I, I was like I would have said the dues of life. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you know I. And what really scares me about that, if we want to be deep, if that is the mindset, how short are these kids been sold? Right, like we're talking yeah. about people in positions of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that tells me, and which I'm sure we'll get into this, of, 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 the, of, of what is HR doing, right? That, that what is the conversations of the people that come in the building? Right. What type of climate are we creating? Because I know when I send my people I love, when they go to school, I want them getting the best. Yeah. And not because they liked you and not because of what institution you graduated from. Yeah. What's next for Freddie? Um, you know, I if you would have asked me a year ago, I probably would have answered this different. Um, but the honest truth is more faith. Mm. That's mm. the honest truth. That's where I'm at right now in my life. It's not a question of if I can. It's a question of do I believe that? Yeah. I don't want to make scared money. I don't want to make money that that it just I'm so scared of it's going to work and then when it does come I'm like oh I don't want that 
I want faith. I want to know that what I'm doing and believe in what I'm doing and not worry about what comes through and what doesn't. I learned real early with this business. The speaking jobs I get is the ones that God wants me to have. The ones I don't get means he doesn't want me there and he got something else for me to do. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, if I put my stock into faith, everything else going to fall in place. Come on, yeah. It ain't even questionable. I finally learned, school has taught me that, hey, Freddie, you've been a national scholar, you got 3.6 GPA. That means you're not stupid. Freddie, you went from eating out of a dumpster and homeless to now you have a company in your school and you're an honor student. And by God's grace and mercy, you just received all-state PA academic and you got a full ride to Westchester University. I would say you have some intelligence to you. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I would say that you have some favor to you. I would say that you have a village of people around you that support it. So to answer your question, my next steps is God and grind. Who? Let's go. Step. That's my next step. And that's the title. God of my and grind. That's the next title of my book. All right. That's so I won't book. steal that then if it's your title. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. That's the title of my first book. Bet. God and grind. Bet. You don't see no hashtags over here. Yeah, I just, I, just, I, just, I just erased that. My bad. <laughs> um, man, who are you telling right now, though? I think about where we're headed with all of this. Um, I mean, we're in the middle of all of this, and in 130 days, I'm jumping a broom. Mm, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a while. Um, 130 days, man, it's happening. Bless and, you. And oh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's a blessing. Um, and as I prepare, you, you always think you have it figured out. <laughs> until you get there, right? And it's like, I'm not getting cold feet by any means. But now I'm starting to look at life differently. And I look at the way that I'm preparing differently. And if I was going this hard five years ago, I would have thought I was, you know, on top of the world. Right. Now I look at it like, oh, that's all you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm. that's all you're doing? And so, you know, going back to the conversation earlier, about not redlining and not putting yourself out of position to receive God's blessings. You know, I'm really having to think about how I manage everything. And as Stephen Furtick said this week, you can lift more when you let go of your grip. Yeah. And I think in COVID, I've realized just how much of a control freak I really am and how I was able a lot of times to extend myself to the nth degree two months ago because I was playing control freak and my schedule in my life was just enough within sync and rhythm that I could kind of play puppet master or maestro. Mm. And when one thing wasn't going so great, I could mask it with something else that was going a little bit better. Hmm. And when that 
when that chessboard gets thrown up in the air, yeah, and all the pieces all over the place, now it's like, all right, what am I really doing here? Because I'm not so sure that this is the type of preparation I want to have going into a lifestyle and a marriage with another individual that I'm now responsible for. You know, you hit the nail on the head. Um, that was so poignant because isn't it funny how we make decisions differently when we know who's counting on us? Absolutely. Isn't it funny? You know, I, I always say to my, I tell my wife this, you know, some days I miss when I woke up in rehab and there was no other way but up. Mm. It's different now when you wake up and Freddie has a LLC. Freddie is an honor student and there's expectations. And those expectations, you know, with every blessing, I tell students all the time, whatever blessing, understand much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. So as you keep climbing this mountain, you know, each new level requires a new you, yeah. right? So, so, so now that, you know, this whole thing with having a family, right? And, and being blessed to have a wife, right? And like being blessed to like have people around me, they really rely and depend on me being who I am and me continue to achieve and be blessed. And that's where that really, that faith in God comes in because whatever got me here was good enough. Mm, yeah. You know, the, the old average, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Right. Like, you know, they say in football, um, if you've been running a ball game and it's working, why are you passing? Right? Like, like do what got you here. That's good, right. That's why the foundation is so critical. And, you know, I'll use it as sports analogy. If your fundamentals is right, you can play till you're 35. Tom Brady. Because you're not relying on athletic ability. Your fundamentals is good. That's why Michael Jordan turned into one of the best two-point shooters ever because his fundamentals were so right that it didn't matter when he started not being able to dunk. It's right. when he, it, 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 you see what I'm saying? Like, so what I've learned in life, too, is that if my foundation is right, the transition is easy. Mm. because I've already been built on good fruit. That's why I tell people all the time I've been successful in school. The reason I've been successful in school isn't just intelligence. It's the fact that I came in there with a mindset of health is wealth. I came in there understanding that if my home life is right, if my mental health is right, if my sobriety is right, if my physical health is right, everything else going to make way. Yeah. It's yeah. different sitting in that classroom when I'm fed, when I'm medicated, when I'm prayed up, and, and when my network has talked to me, and when I've slept right. You'll see that my grades will look good than when I come in there and I'm not. So making transition is based upon the foundation of what your health is, in my opinion. Whew. That's good, man. Mm. You, you, you preaching. <laughs> you know, hey, this is uh, what Jay-Z say, this is hard living, right? Hard living. <laughs> he said mix with Chris Dowsett, but now I'm mixing uh, water and lemon. You know, <laughs> understand that. But, but seriously, the school of hard knocks can teach. And, and um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's very important that people understand. It took me till I was 37 to understand what I know now. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love what I'm doing because I can save somebody those 10 years of pain. Yeah. Right. And, and, and take drugs, knock off the table. I'm talking about a mindset. Right. 
Because that's what it is. Like, it's the mindset to believe and know that, like, what I'm doing is going to work. Right? Like, the fact that you were talking about, you know, being married and being worried about it, obviously the fact that you're here tells me, you know, people just don't put their lives into people's hands for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's funny because we get nervous about what's already working. Yeah. Right? So, it's a 60-minute ball game. Keep your head up. It's a good day. Hey, man. You're absolutely killing it right now. Um, I'm already thinking about the part two for this one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm me too. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm already thinking about the part two for this one. But we, gonna, we got to say that one for another day. So yeah. let, me, let me just do this. Ask me some good questions. I like doozies, man. Let me. Whew. Freddie, let me ask you this, man. <laughs> Bring it to me. What does a bad day look like for you? Mm, that's definitely a doozy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because in my using days when I was drinking and living completely off schedule, um, a bad day looks to me like I wasn't productive. It's a day of waste. Um, and it's funny because I, you know, my wife is home or I'm home. I don't do well if I'm not doing something all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm really big about productivity because I don't know if seven o'clock is going to come tonight. I don't know when this is going to end. Um, and I know that I, I wasted those 10 years, but when I say I wasted 10 years, those 10 years turned into the fruit of my company. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have to take it with a grain of salt. So a bad day for me looks like I haven't accomplished anything. I ate terrible. I didn't pray, no medication. Um, it's a day where I'm off the schedule and off the journey of where I'm trying to go. And I'll tell you, I had to realize early, there is more than one person that wants to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are trying to get jobs that you're technically not qualified for in comparison to what they want. So in understanding that, you got to work 10 times harder than the person that's going to come with a better resume than you. So the real thing is, you ain't got no time not to be grinding. Ooh. You don't got no time not to be doing something. You have no choice but to be scheduled. You have no choice but to be regimented. You have no choice but to go to tutoring, but to go to extra mile, but to do the things. Because you're trying to get jobs that they say you shouldn't be getting. So you got to ask yourself, if you want that, then this is what you got to do. Otherwise, work at UPS. And no shout out to nobody working at UPS. It's a great job. And I'm using it as an analogy because maybe this ain't for you, right? Because what you're trying to do is not on an average level, meaning like you're trying to be a New York Times bestselling author. You're trying to like really have a company where you're speaking worldwide. You're not going to get there unless you have the grind to get there. That takes a lot of work off the clock. Yeah, it, 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 it's a it's a twenty four seven job. Mm-hmm. There is no days off, right? Like Tom Brady is Tom Brady because he understands four a.m. in the gym and four a.m. film work is what's going to get him the trophy in Tampa. So I had to understand real early that okay, Freddie, you want these things? My mom says all the time when she my mom speaks to, um, she used to speak a lot in the thing, but she she she's big in recovery and she says this. You know, you guys like Kobe Bryant, you guys like New Jordans, you guys like TV. That stuff costs money. Right. So like 
if you want these things in your life, Freddie, in order to get that, it's going to require a certain level of grinding you. And God's let me taste some of this fruit. And I'll tell you, after tasting it, I want more. Mm -hmm. So in order to get more, it's going to require a different type of grind. So a bad day looks for me like I forgot how I got here. I hear that. I hear that for sure. And you know me because you and I, we text and all that. Absolutely. On a regular. Absolutely. And you know when I... When I hear a solid message, you get in an ET video. Absolutely. <laughs> and so one thing ET said this week on the podcast, shout out to the Secrets to Success podcast. Yeah, bless uh, them. Gary Thomas. Um, he said he can't take a day off. No such thing. Because, and you, you know, you got the Jordan, um, documentary out there right now yes. i haven't had a chance to look at it yet i'm no, not to wait until i can sit down and watch all of it all the it's way through that's unbelievable but jordan understood the same thing that you're talking about that you can't turn it on and off nope. and so you better show up to play the bottom of the bracket the same mm. way you show up to play the top it's, it's, Cause if so, not, cause if not, you end up like Duke and lose to Lehigh <laughs> in the first round. I won't leave that alone because I was in treatment when it happened. But <laughs> but you speaking on this, can 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 my wife make a statement on this real fast? Because it speaks to the background of what people don't see, of of yeah. like the work that I put in. Kim, I know you don't like speaking. Bless you, I love you. You're the best ever. I'll pay for this later. But can you just speak to? what you've seen that it takes to do what I'm doing, please, baby. <laughs> um, hi. Hi. How's this it going? Is, this has been a great show. Um, I mean, you're up till three o'clock in the morning constantly. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just always doing something. I know you guys said he had so much energy. He does not have energy when he wakes up in the morning. Uh, that's the only time he's <laughs> now the secret's coming out yeah. there you go but yeah i mean he's he's always working he's always on the computer always researching always reading um you know coming up to bed late like just always always doing something posting on linkedin constantly yeah i mean it is a lot of work i wouldn't want to be doing it but yeah no, I appreciate that. I do. Thank you, Kim. God bless You're you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're doing great. I appreciate that so much because, you know, there's so much that goes into making any of this happen. And it is the late nights. It's the early mornings. Um, no days off, as some might, you know, um, kind of put it. And it's exhausting. And what people don't understand is they want the headlines. They want the keynotes. They want the photos. They want the Instagram or the LinkedIn's. They don't want these late nights. They don't want... <laughs> These never-ending <laughs> to-do lists, these checklists, <laughs> the, I mean, the list goes on, man. Like, 
this is a grind. So let me t- please let me tell this story. Um, you got it. You got it. So 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 I'm in I'm in my m- middle of my using days, and it's when the Heat are playing the Dallas Mavericks, and the Heat are up I think two one, and they're interviewing Dirk after the game, and Dirk says, "No, at this time Mav- the Mavs are up." And they're trying to close the heat out. And they're interviewing Dirk at the press conference. And he says, Dirk, you know, you ain't going out tonight with the, bo- with the boys to have fun, have a beer. He said, man, I'm partying on vacation. Like, the job ain't done. And that stuck with me. And I'll tell you how. When I made a choice to have this company, I had to understand that my walk in college won't be different than any other student. I had to understand that when I went to a car, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm down at the safe conference in DC, the safe collegiate recovery camp. Mm-hmm. This is a true, true story. We're down in DC. My wife goes with me. I get down there. Now we're in DC. We're in a beautiful hotel. Safe put us in a beautiful hotel. Oh, was, oh was just, I walked in that building. I was like, Oh my goodness. Right. We get there. Now, mind you, by God's grace at this time, I got a company. I got, you know, God has been good financially. God has blessed us with some things. I'm ready. It, that night, I'm celebrating my um, anniversary, you know. We go out. We go to Fogo's down there. The Fogo Day Child's down there. It's beautiful, right? Now, mind you, I want to afterwards go back to the hotel, have some fun, eat cupcakes and all that. But here's the reality. I got a paper due. Mm. Right? Like, like, see, I've chosen to speak and be in school. School don't stop because I got a conference. My teachers don't care that I got a keynote somewhere. That paper better be in and it better be right. Because the reason you got here is because you got good grades, which gave you scholarships, which gave you conferences. So you've been given both. Now what do you want to do? I remember Kobe said this a long time ago. The, The easy part is the product. The easy part is when you guys see me speak on stage. That's the easy part. The hard part is being in my basement when I'm practicing and when I'm trying to figure out this, should this go in this, should this go in this, when I got to get to speaking jobs, when I got to learn how to send the business emails, when I got to understand how to write the contracts, when I got to learn how to talk and the verbiage and the networking, that's the hard part. I've had to learn it. Like I'm at a conference on a weekend. I'm at Baltimore's conference, right? We get down there at three o'clock. I got to go speak on the panel at three. Then I got to go eat out with the people that have me on the panel. Then I got to network. When I get done networking, I got to go back to the hotel room. My wife might want to hang out, but she understood, hey, you can get dinner. But then when dinner over, I got to get back to this grind, mm-hmm. right? And it's also having that network around me that understands that. So yes, I, I say all the time, it's the journey. It's the journey, man. You got to love the labor more than you love the fruit because Absolutely. the labor ain't ever going nowhere. And the fruit will taste much sweeter if you love that labor. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Kanye said this um, on the College Dropout album. It says, five beats a day for three summers. That's a different world like three summers. I deserve to do these numbers. The kid <clears throat> that made it deserves to make that Maybach. <clears throat> Kanye just crossed over the billionaire, the billionaire joint this week. Bless him. He worked. He, I mean, I listen, he earned it. He earned yeah. it. He earned it. You don't become a billionaire because you were bored. Yeah. You become a billionaire because you grinded. I seen how hard it is to get thousands. Right. Right. So I, I, I but I feel hard. We grind for what we got. But what I'm getting at here though is. College dropout 
as great as the album was, was the fruit of work that he was doing years and years and years and years even before then. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And now you still have to fast forward nearly 20 years before he gets that billionaire status. Yeah. Absolutely. This ain't, this ain't no, hey, we got to do this today and enjoy the spoils of our labors tomorrow. <laughs> this is a grind. It's <laughs> funny you say that. I called my mom after my first semester of school and was like, mom, I made, I made Dean's List. And the way I grew the type of mother I have, she's a little different. I love her. She said, Freddie, that's good. Do it again. She said, if you want to be great, do it again. Mm -hmm. That's what's hard about life is the consistency it takes to be great. Yeah. That, that, I, I promise you, college itself isn't hard. What's hard about it is everybody can get a three, six, one semester. Do it for three years. That's good. Cool. Go. Then go. we'll see who's really real. Then we'll go. see who's really built for this. Yeah, you're, you're right. It, it's that consistency piece. Yeah, that's what's real. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie, man, give us something to leave for our group before we head out. Um, hmm. I'll say this. So right now, COVID has exposed some things about this country. Mm. Come on. First of all, I keep hearing how the youth is in trouble. I keep hearing how this generation is lazy and da da da, the drugs and alcohol. Well, here's what people don't want to realize who they learn it from. Come on. There you go. Right? So, right now, I'm trying to be a part of the solution, not the problem. So, I would implore everybody to sit down and get back to the drawing board and ask yourself. Are you really living the life you want? Because I promise you when COVID's over, somebody's going to have a new company. Somebody's going to have a new side hustle. Somebody's going to come out of this with a book. Somebody's going to come out of this with a pocket. Somebody right now is building a new kingdom. And then there's going to be people that go back to the same stuff because they're scared. Mm. So the question is, with this new curve coming up, and the world has changed. The world has changed. Mm. Make no mistake about that. The world will be different. The question is, will you be different with it? Because one thing about life that we know is the only thing consistent is change. And if you don't change, life will run over. So I just implore everybody to find your passion. Because once you find it, you're going to wake up with a will instead of waking up with a I have to do. Mm, that's good, man. And there's a difference. Freddie, man, we appreciate your Oh, so much. I like y'all, man. I like y'all, man. This is fun, man. I, I mean, I love so to fun. talk. I don't mind talking. I love to talk. I talk all night. I talk so much. My wife be like, "All right, we're done for the night. Time to shut it down." <laughs> hey, man, this has been awesome. I appreciate you. Yes, uh, sir. I know I've been encouraged by this message, and like I said, you and I we talk on a on a weekly basis almost. Yes, we do. And I mean, I've even learned something new today, and I, I just thank you for that. Oh, thank y'all. Yes, you guys are blessings. You're blessings to the earth. And I, I'm honored to know y'all and I'm a better person because of that. And I mean that. Stepping on my toes too. So I'm like, <laughs> so I appreciate it. I definitely do. Yeah. Kim, are you going to say, leave us with something nice, Kim? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's not the motivational does, speaker in the family. I know. He does love to talk. So keep bringing them back. Then I don't have to listen <laughs> we will, to them. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. Hey, Chris, man, where can we find you at? I'm um, you know, on Instagram at CooperT07, on Twitter at CooperMan, and on Facebook at Chris Cooper. All right. You guys can follow me on Facebook at Jermichael Harris, at Instagram and Twitter at Counseling Laugh. Thank you all. Talk to you soon. Peace. Bless y'all.